the beginning of Genesis continuation. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's get into some old fashioned Bible study. Welcome to Connecting the Dots. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Connecting the Dots. Let's learn how to connect the dots. Let's learn how to understand God's word rightly divided. On this show, you would be red pilled. <laughs> I have no doubt. You would be red pilled. If you don't get red pilled, you're just not paying attention or you just choose to stay in your traditional way. And I'm not putting you down because I used to be in traditional ways and I'm sure you know others have as well. I'm not I'm not I'm not here to make you or to force you to do anything to leave your church, get rid of your translation or nothing like that. I'm just going to let you hear the Bible yourself out of the King James Version, okay? So it ain't going to be no pushing. If I push, I'm sorry, I apologize for you to you for that. You know, I'm not here to do that. But I'm here to say this. Hello. This is Joseph Brownlee. Welcome to Connecting the Dots. More Bible study. Connecting the Dots. I, I like to say hello to my international listeners from Germany. Hey, from Spain, from Spain. Hey, from Italy, my new ones, Italy. Hey, from the Philippines. Hey, hi, hi. And from Germany, German, from Germany, a bad pronunciation. Hello, even to my Spanish listeners. Ganaturo el punto, ganaturo el punto, español. Hola, hola, como esta? This is Joseph Brownlee, connecting the dots. The book of Genesis, the book of Genesis. You know what? Let's get into this. I'm not going to go all the way and break down what we just finished off of. I'm going to do something. I'm going to get right into this because I, I want to do this in its entirety. It's just like it's just a follow-up. It is a follow-up, but it's just a straight continuation of the last show that I have done because I'm doing it right after each other. So I don't want to spend a lot of time talking and everything. What happened in chapter one, what happened in chapter two, what happened in chapter three. Others probably can do that all the time, but I want you to be able to just use your own backtracking and go to the other podcast, the other, the last nine podcasts, or go to the previous podcast, the previous show that I have just done, maybe five minutes ago. Check it out and go from there and then catch back up on this one therefore and then visit the other eight when you have the chance like I always try to explain like I done the same way when I was reading out of, of God's secret but I'm totally reading out of the Bible this time and I'm reading out of the book of Genesis I'm going to be doing verse by verse for the newbies just got here verse by verse reading and studying and analyzing the book of Genesis this is the first time I have done this, even though I read and I studied through the book quite a bit, but this is the first time openly that I am teaching Genesis, and this seems like I'm getting so much revelation myself. Some things is new to me, and the Holy Spirit has guided me, and I'm not saying that I know everything, because I know the Holy Spirit is correct, but like I always say, it's the perfect Holy Spirit working through an imperfect vessel. There's a perfect Holy Spirit working through an imperfect vessel. And that is so true. Okay, so let's get right into this. All right, the book of Genesis. If you won't follow up, I, ju I just explained it. Go back to my previous lessons. Okay, I stopped 
on the punishments. I'm in verse, I'm in chapter 3. I'm on chapter 3. And what we're going to do, I talked about, let's go back to uh, the blame game. I'm going to go that far. Let's go back to the blame game. Now, who was the first one that blamed when God asked what happened? I'm just going to say it in a paraphrase way. God asked what happened or why you was hiding. And the first thing God, Adam said, the man said, Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid, afraid. That's a red flag. Why are you afraid? Something happened. A change came. The spirit died. Remember they had the spirit. When they was created, they had the spirit of God in them. So when they disobeyed, God told them, the minute you eat from this forbidden tree that I told you not to eat from, yes, I said it there, but it was for a test. I already knew that you was going to do it. But like I was saying, it's for us, the readers, to see this. So it could be for the God's glory. He let it play out, you know, for the ones that are still wondering why and missed it. You are, the Adam and Eve was hiding and they were afraid because their eyes was open, they ate from the tree of good and evil. They knew the difference now. So it brought shameness. It brought, it brought, it brought, I can't even pronounce my words right. I'm not a good speaker. It brought fear. It brought timidness. They noticed that they was naked. They started noticing their hidden parts, their genital parts and stuff like that. So they made themselves Fig leaves, or from the fig leaves from the fig tree. The uh, the mechanical translation of the Hebrew said, "Figs or leaves off the tree." Put it together is fig leaves, figs off the tree. Well, anyway, I'm not gonna get into the uh, the Hebrew translation in in these uh, in this discussion, but I wanted I wanted to do this. I want you to put yourself in this situation. See, let's, 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 let's understand the Bible this way. Put ourselves there. I, I'm trying to read it in a way that you're looking at a movie, a true story. I'm trying to put it in a way, the way they was thinking, what was going on. Now, now we can't read their minds or nothing like that. We don't know, okay? So when I read it, I'm trying to break it down the best way I can. I'm only teaching you and myself what the Bible in a King James Version is giving me. I'm not adding nothing and I'm not taking nothing away. I use opinions and I use, you know, little things like that, opinions, you know, something like that. But what I, if you notice on what I want to do verse by verse is read it and let the Bible talk for himself. So what I'm reading, I can come up with ideas. I can come up with my explanation. I can come up with an opinion. But that does not mean that's the correct way. Okay, let's continue this. I got a little distraction and so I had to stop. And I wanted to I want your eyes and your ears, physical and spiritual believers. This this podcast is for believers only. That's why I'm breaking down like this. I know I might have some unsaved that's listening. And you still might be confused because you need your spirit need to be made alive. Your spirit need to be quickened to get the real juice out of the Bible. Okay. Out of the, especially the King James Bible. So what I am doing is really something that's really is going to benefit the saved. 
in other words. But at the same time, you're welcome to listen to it because my goal is for you to be saved. This is the real story, not the little books and a children's book you grew up with in school and in church. Not that this is what basically what happened in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve, the serpent and et cetera like that. You probably never heard it explained this way. You probably never even heard it taught this way. But this is the way that I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me to teach it to you. That's what I believe. Okay. So it might be a little different. It ain't perfect. It ain't, and it's not a perfect oration, but I'm just trying to be real. I'm just trying to put myself there, and I want you guys and young ladies to put yourself there when you listen to me. So this is going to be different. It's a sincere reading, and I give you an explanation, explanation and I tell you when it's my opinion, or I try to give you an example, or I let you know this is what I think it's saying, and I try to be honest with that, okay? So, let's get into this. We are in chapter 3 of Genesis, the fall of man. I call it the fall of man's chapter. The fall of not only man, but the fall of everything. This is the curse. This is the curse. This is what started all the mess that we're going through now. Yes, this is the start of all the mess that the world is going through now because of the disobedience and the trickery and the manipulation of Satan. Which is which he used the serpent, okay? So it's okay to call Satan the serpent. It's okay to call certain Satan the dragon, okay? Now I'm gonna go a little further. And I'm gonna go to something else. And the Lord God says in verse in chapter three, verse thirteen. And the Lord God said unto the woman, "What is this that thou hast done?" And the woman said, "The serpent." She blamed the serpent. I, 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 I talked about that. She said the serpent tricked her. He beguiled me, and he did eat. And the Lord God cursed the serpent. How did he curse the serpent? We, I left off on that. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above all beasts of the field. In other words, all the animals that, it, that, that was made, you know, and that Adam named. And upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust that shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So I stopped there because there's... Not speculation, and there and there's a lot of belief that, uh, and a lot of teachers and a lot of ministers and myself was wondering sincerely: Did the serpent have legs? Did he have arms? Did he walk upright? Did he crawl on his legs and arms like a lizard? Now, this is me saying this. So it's a great area when it comes to. Genesis 3 and 14. There's a great area. I don't know how you look at this, but this is what, you know, I got to look at me and then what I heard others say. Then it's been taught in churches that the serpent had legs. Okay. Without any proof. Okay. I don't know if the people done research on serpent or whatever like that. I went to the book of Isaiah and 30 said a serpent was flying. I might be even misinterpreting that. It might, because uh, another translation said it, it was calling it a vapor. So it might not have been a flying serpent and it might have. I don't know. I'm not going to add to that. I don't know. I'm going to look into that because that's how stubborn I am. I'll be wanting to know because I teach people this. I teach people this and I want to know for sure. I have to learn myself. I would listen to Justin Johnson, one of my teachers, Justin Johnson's that I listened to from Grace Ambassadors, good outstanding teacher. And he was breaking down the same thing. 
<coughs> saying the same thing, you know. I just lost my word of thought. <laughs> That's why I just hesitated right there. I lost my thought that fast. But what we have to understand, this is one of the things he said, the words in the Bible are very important. Let me repeat that. The words in the Bible. Now, listen, this is not what I was trying to say that Justin said, but this was part of it, too. This is also good, too, until my thought come back. The words in the Bible are very important, very important when it comes to translations, because he's doing a, a teaching on translations, the different translations of the Bible, you know, and why the King James come under so much attack, you know, and it does. But he was breaking down how words in the Bible are so important because everyone has a Bible. And a lot of people say it's the preserved word of God, correct? It is the preserved word of God. But you have hundreds and hundreds of different translations. Something, Somebody's lying. Some, all those books cannot be the preserved word of God. Now, I'm not going to do a teaching on not translations, but my point, I don't care if it's the King James. I put that there, too. And the translations are not the preserved word of God. The preserved word of God is the preserved word of God, the old manuscripts, the Hebrew manuscripts, whatever way you look at that. God's word is always true. God's word does not have any errors. Now, you have translations that have errors, you have the King James that have contradictions, but they are good contradictions when you learn how to rightly divide. So when it comes to contradictions, there's no error in the King James when it comes to contradictions, but there can be there, but there's translation and spelling errors and, you know, miss, miss errors. And when it comes to the printing, you get, he was breaking down what people always said, the Bible got a lot of errors. Now you're saying the Bible have a lot of errors. What they're saying is the King James has a lot of errors because the Bible, the word of God does not have any errors at all. I'm going somewhere with this. What they're saying, the King James has a lot of errors. That's what they said because there's so many people against the King James. But that's, that's a lot of bunk. Why? Every translation has even more errors. So every translation that was made all of them have errors, whether it's misprint or whether it was adding or whether it was taken out. There's errors in every Bible. You have a person always just say this Bible is better than the King James because it's a better translation. It's up to date. They don't use those old English words no more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, anyway, he was breaking all that down. My point is, you know, that's another all, uh, deal and stuff that we need to deal with when it comes to Bible translations. But it's, you know, we're not going to get into that now. Whatever Bible you got, let's go along. This teaching is for everybody. Uh, Satan, the serpent. What I want to talk about now, about 20 more minutes. I always say a certain time, don't know. About 20 more minutes, because it's going to take a little longer. This is going to take a little longer. And it might even take about 25 minutes. Because what I'm going to do right now, I know a lot of people want to know, how does Satan get down there? Right? You ever, you, some people think about that. I know I had. How does Satan, Satan was allowed to enter the serpent? Didn't God see that coming? We all, we already explained God lets people and even his angels have free will. He let humans and his angels have free will. Remember that he lets them have free will. Now, and the reason I'm saying that the serpent was cursed on his belly. 
Now, we could say that he had legs or whatever, or maybe he did, maybe he didn't. We don't want to focus on that because I believe this chapter, this verse right here is not for us to babysit that or worry about that the serpent had legs or what. Whether he had legs or not, would that make a difference? He said, no, not really, Joe, but it's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know, but it's only good to know if God wanted us to know. That's more important, right? So evidently, he don't want us to know now. I'm sure, like I said in my last podcast, uh, we can. Have, I'm sure God wouldn't mind having a Q&A or Jesus wouldn't mind having a Q&A to explain how the serpent looked or how did he have legs and why did God use that term that you were slide on your belly. We could be right, but we don't know. We have the Holy Spirit. Do the Holy Spirit tell us everything? No. Holy Spirit only leads us what we need to know. If that was the case, we'd know everything about the Bible. But the Holy Spirit leads us to, and uh, leads us to know the things that we need to know. Now, the Holy Spirit worked in the past with supernatural ways. He revealed things to the prophets. He revealed the notes I used the prophets. I didn't say everybody. He revealed things to the prophets. He revealed things to the apostles. He gave them certain signs and miracles and stuff like that. He he he, he departed to see, parted to see. He done all kind of supernatural stuff. That was his 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 that was another dispensation. The Holy Spirit was used in a different way then. The Holy Spirit, first of all, is not a it. Like, you know, some you know, some religions of faith like to call it the Holy Spirit is the third of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is God, capital G. He's the Spirit of God. He's God. He's a person. So the Holy Spirit was used a different way. He, he, God, the Holy Spirit was working wonders. He was, he was using people. He was talking through people. The Holy Spirit was doing all kind of things then, just like He's going to do in the future. But in this dispensation, He does that gift. He does not use or give to us. And this dispensation, I'm not saying that God does not talk to you, but He talks through the Holy Spirit through your spirit. And the book of Romans talks about that in the book of Romans 8. Okay? That's how the Holy Spirit operates now. My point is that the Holy Spirit really talks to us, the true believer that's searching his word, just looking for some truth. Some things he let us know, most things, but some things, you know, the Holy Spirit don't tell us some things. Some things he is telling us, but we so blogged up and clogged up with our other mess, we can't hear him. So you got to look at it that way. Okay? He said, how come the Holy Spirit is not telling you? No, he's telling you, this is all we need to know right now. See, this is connecting the dots. This is all we need to know, I believe, right now about the serpent. Serpent is Satan. Satan, the attributes of Satan is the serpent. The attributes of the serpent is Satan. Not the looks. Not that he have legs. But the serpent was cursed. He might have had legs. He might have not. I believe he was a beautiful creature. And he probably has some type of form or something. I don't know, but I don't want to add to it. But let's get off there. Let's talk about the serpent himself, the Satan, the serpent. Let's go to the history, where did Lucifer and where did Satan come from? So I'm going to spend the next of that explaining, you know, and I'm going to be reading out of this quote that I got right here out of this book. And I'm going to be reading right through it, the breakdown of Satan the rebellion in heaven. Because remember, there was a rebellion in heaven. We looked at one, two, and we got the three. That's when the serpent came up. But how did the Satan get there? How did Satan wind up on earth spiritually? 
or physically what they want to. What happened? How was he able to enter that serpent? And how was he allowed and able to deceive the woman before she became Eve, named Eve? How was he able to deceive a woman? See, these are things I'm finna get into. These are for believers' ears only. Let's 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 go back. This is the history of the fall of of the you had a rebellion and the fall on earth with the curse. But remember, it happened in heaven first. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, let me say that again. Before Adam and Eve was tricked and deceived and bamboozled and done what they done by the serpent, by Satan. Why does Satan wind up down there anyway? How did he get there? And who is he? Where did he come from? Let's get into that. So I'm, I'm going to read something. This is not the whole big gist, but we're going to hit some scriptures. And I hope you got your Bible. I hope you got your Bible ready. King James, whatever translation you have. If it's close, if it's making any sense, I don't know. I don't know what translation you have. You know, that's on you. You know, I don't know. But I just hope it's the right translation. The only way we can find out is we just add up the word and look at the word. That's why I use uh, a Hebrew translation now when it comes to the Old Testament. Because I want your eyes to open. And Justin Johnson broke that down. That's what he was breaking down back then. You know, witnessing. And witnessing to the uh, unsaved. Or witnessing to other believers that use different translations. You know, how do you do that? But I'm not going to get into that now. <coughs> All right. Where does Satan come from? Listen carefully. Get your pen and paper because I'll be hitting a lot of quite a few scriptures. Okay. And then I'm gonna get back to this. You know, this is something I think you need to be explained before I get back to, to the serpent and where the serpent came from, because that's the most important thing. How does Satan uh, get down there and how, why he like he is and where he come from? Okay. How did Rebellion begin in heaven. That's the first question. Oh, my eyes are getting bad. I guess it's time for me to slow down out the well. How did rebellion begin in heaven? So I'm going to read. The very first creature to sin was Lucifer. Let's hear that again. The very first creature to sin was Lucifer. Lucifer was called the light bearer. Okay? He was called the light bearer, a beautiful cherub. That covered God's throne in heaven. You'll find it in Isaiah 14 and 12. Isaiah 14 and 12. Matter of fact, let's go to Isaiah 14 and 12. We're going to do some scripture searching. So bear with me. Let's go to Isaiah because I want you to read it for yourselves. This is the this is the fall of Satan, the devil, the dragon, that old serpent. So let's go to Isaiah. 14 to 12. Now, some of you probably never heard this or you heard something about it, but you never read it yourself or you read it, but you just didn't understand it. So I'm not here to break down this, you know, everything about the whole book of Isaiah 14. But I want you to look at what Satan, how all this started and how Satan came to be Satan or the devil. All right. This is 12. Let's start at 12. The fall of Satan. How out, this is Isaiah 14 and 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Who is Lucifer? Lucifer is the former name of Satan when he was in heaven, the third heaven. 
how thou hath fallen from heaven. Now, remember, fallen from heaven. He what heaven he's talking about? Remember, we got three heavens. Heaven, the sky, heaven, the outer space, etc., stars, etc., right there, the atmosphere, and the third heaven. These, right here, the Bible is talking about the third heaven. Satan was one of the top top ones up there in third heaven, the top cherubims. Let me not get ahead of myself. Okay. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart. Now, this is what Satan was saying in his heart. I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne. Listen to it. Listen to the arrogance. Narcissistic, it's a narcissistic clown. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit down upon the mount of the congregation and the sides of the north. Now, this is Satan saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take over. I'm going to be the man. I'm fine. I'm beautiful, man. Ain't no way I can be resisted. Now, I'm just adding to that, but I'm just using the vernacular of today, okay? This is basically, you know, he's not saying this, but I'm just, I want to. Put it in a plain way that you all can understand. I want to be this. I will. Listen to all the I wills. I will. Not I want to, but I will. Exalt my throne above the stars of God. Such arrogance. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation and the sides of the north. Here's another one. I will. Listen to the I will. Ain't I might. Well, I'm going to try. His arrogance said, I will. This, he thought he was all that. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Now, what, is the, what does the most high mean in the terms of the Bible? The most high means the possessor of the heaven and the earth. And that's the issue that's going on now. All this, the heaven, this is what the battle is over now. Right now, the heaven and the earth. This will also be the dwelling places for the body of Christ and the kingdom of heaven, the Jews. The heaven for the body of Christ and the earth for the Jews. So let me not get ahead of myself, but the battle is over what? The heaven and the earth. He already stole the keys from Adam. He took the keys from Adam, so he already became the possessor of of the earth already. He don't have the heavens, but the heaven, but he has the earth. God allowed him to have it. He let the book play out. God gave that to him. He allowed it. Okay. I will, So he has one of them. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the size of the pit. This God, you will be brought down. You will get tucked down, man. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake the kingdoms? Now, I went a little bit ahead. That's another little teaching right there. But this is Satan right there. First of all, you'll find this in Isaiah 14 and 12. Read it all the way to 17. This is Satan. Okay, let's go. Let's continue reading. God had created, this is, I'm quoting now, God had created Lucifer perfect. <clears throat> okay, Lucifer, Lucifer was created. Remember, he's in, he never was all existing. He's not all knowing. He's not omnipresent like God. He's not even near that. He can't even handle the archangel Michael. But he has, has great power. He has great knowledge. Okay, he's not even an angel. Let's continue reading. God had created Lucifer perfect 
Lucifer was in charge. Now, this is what Lucifer was in charge in. Listen closely. Closely, excuse me. Lucifer was in charge of making beautiful music to worship God. Lucifer decided that he wanted to be worshipped like God. Lucifer had a plot. He talked, he talked one-third, listen to this, he talked one-third of the angels into following him by promising to make them rulers in his kingdom. Cherubs, okay, this is a quote, and I'm reading this from this study now. Cherubs, like Lucifer, have wings and angels do not. In other words, Lucifer was not an angel. You cannot call Lucifer, contrary to what a lot of people say, a fallen angel, because he's not a fallen angel. He's a fallen cherub. A cherub is higher, much higher than an angel. Lucifer was a cherub. Cherub of seraphims and the heavenly places. Lucifer, I mean, in the heavens, the third heaven where God is. Lucifer was a cherub, okay? Like Lucifer, cherubs are beautiful. You can't even explain the beauty, the beauty of a cherub. They're more beautiful than an angel or a regular angel. Lucifer was a cherub. Like Lucifer have wings, a cherub, a cherub have wings. Angels do not have wings, okay? Cherub have wings, angels do not have wings. Let me say that one more time so you can hear, believers. Cherub have wings, according to the Bible. Angels do not have wings. So you be seeing these movies and older and good. You know, I was looking one of my, what's, it's a wonderful life. One of my favorite, look, you know, fictional Christmas movies, you know, and, you know, they had to do certain things to try to get their wings. Jimmy Stewart, you know, stuff like that. You know, that's all, you know, in the C.S. Lewis movies, all good movies, but they're, they're not factual facts about angels. They're fairy tales. You know, they're fairy tales. So, you know now, cherubs have wings, angels do not have wings, okay? God told Lucifer, thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity, iniquity is even deeper than sin, till iniquity was, iniquity was found in thee. Let's go to Ezekiel now, 28, 15, and let's let the scriptures explain this. Okay, these are just quotings I'm talking about, but let's let Ezekiel give you a more picture of Satan's fall from Lucifer. Let's go to Ezekiel 28:15. Let's let's turn some Bibles now. I hope I'm going the right way. I have okay. Ezekiel. All right. Oh, I hope y'all getting something out of this while I'm looking and looking and looking. Uh, okay, I'm right there. I used to be fasting in this, but since the technology advanced with tablets, I got into tablets. When I'm not happy with that, I miss turning these pages and getting my fingers all inked up, turning the Bible. And uh, and that's <laughs> talking to myself. But, you know, I miss that myself, so I'm getting back into that. That's why I bring my Bible with me again, because I, I miss just the old-fashioned way of reading, and that's the way to go now. Now, Ezekiel 28. And 15, remember, a nickel was found in thee. This scripture will explain that. Let's, let's stay there. Now, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, I think you pronounce that the correct way. Let's go to 15. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. See, until iniquity was what? Found in thee. Until what? Iniquity was found in thee. His pride was found in him. Why? God didn't make Angels and cherubs and all them by like robots to obey him. He gave Satan, which, which was Lucifer. I call it pre-Satan, which was Lucifer and all that free will. Lucifer's beauty 
and emotions. God did not make that robotic. He left that for them to choose which way they want to go. Their emotions and everything like that, like us. Their emotions, they're just more advanced, especially the cherubim. So Lucifer chose to rebel. He had a right. He had the free will. Pride came his way. He's the first one that had this much pride of being a narcissist. So iniquity, iniquity was found in Lucifer. Iniquity is evil. Evil began in the heart of Satan or in the heart of Lucifer. Not in the heart of God. This wasn't God. This was Lucifer. Spiritual darkness comes from Satan. God told him that the selling of his plan to the angels had made Lucifer violent within. I'm quoting somebody else's commentary. This is not me, but it makes sense. God told him that the selling of his plan to the angels had made Lucifer violent within. Let me read this again. God told him that the selling of his plan to the angels had made Lucifer violent within. In other words, what this commentator is saying, Lucifer was pre-planning this. Just like a lot of things going on now in the world that's pre-planning to take down the USA and different things like that. I'm not, I don't get into that on this podcast. That's a uh, body of Christ real talk. But it's the same thing today. Satan is doing the same thing that, even today, he's patient and he's planning. He planned that with the angels. It didn't happen overnight, and God just let it happen because he, why? Say this again with me for his glory is for us to understand, it's for us to see, not for him. He's not surprised. It shocks us. So we're looking at it in a human perspective. We think these things shocked him because it shocked us. God is not human. He's omniscient. He's an omnipresent. He's all powerful. So God told him that the selling of his plan to the angels had made Lucifer violent within. Continue reading. God knows the thoughts and intents of the heart of his creatures, of his creation. You can find this in Hebrews 4 and 12. God said, by the multitude of thy merchandise, thou have filled the midst of thee with the violence, and thou hast sinned. Let's read some more in Ezekiel 28 and 16. Let me turn the page here. This is more on Lucifer. By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee, listen closely, I will cast thee as a profane out of the mountain of God. The mountain of God. I can't even comprehend that, the mountain of God. I'm sure it is beautiful. Satan was up there with the mountain of God, not side by side, but he was one of the top cherubs or the top cherub on the mountain of God in the third heaven, okay? And I will destroy thee, O covering cherub. Here's the breakdown, King James Version, breaking down what uh, Lucifer was, what Satan was, a cherub, or still is a cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. That's what Satan used to be. Lucifer used to be over the stones of fire. Okay. Continue. 17. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Did it? Okay. Let's read, read that again. Thy heart was lifted up because you wasn't, he wasn't beautiful. Thy, thy heart was lifted up because you was ugly. Now, does it say that? No. It says thine heart was lifted up. Satan's heart, Lucifer, pre-Satan, heart was lifted up because of your beauty. That means he was so beautiful, he became arrogant. He was so fine. He just thought he was better than God. He was the finest ones out there. I mean, he was covered. Now, the beauty of an cherub it's a different beauty from an angel. The beauty from an angel 
the celestial is a different beauty from the beauty of the terrestrial, which is human. You follow what I'm saying? It's steps. So if an angel is awesome, it's be you got beautiful people here on earth. But it's nothing compared to the beauty of an angel. It's a different type of beauty of the angels we cannot comprehend. Then you have a higher beauty, a much higher beauty with a cherub. That's the way I see this. So if an angel was awesome, you and uh, John and them, they can't even look at an angel's straight faces too awesome. Just imagine a cherub. So Satan was very powerful and very beautiful. Okay, let me continue reading. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Brightness, you know what brightness means? That means he was a shining star. The morning star he was called. He was beautiful. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. I mean, I'm going to embarrass you. They're going to behold how you really look or what, what you really are. But that's, that's getting ahead of myself. Okay, so Ezekiel uh, 28 and 16. Let's continue reading this quote. So you know right now Satan was not ugly. He wasn't a devil with a fork, a pitchfork, or nothing like that. He was a beautiful devil. A second uh, fact. First, let's look at the myth. Satan is not an angel. Satan did not have, Satan was not an angel. Satan was a cherub. Satan was powerful. Satan was beautiful. Satan had a top rank. He's probably ranked over all the angels and the cherubs. So Satan was up there. Okay? And Satan had wings. Because cherubs has wings. Not angels. Cherubs have wings. Okay? In other words, Let's continue reading. This is good. Many other angels that Satan convinced to join him. I'm, the, uh, the, uh, Mary of Manley's quote has Satan, but I'm going to say Lucifer because he became Lucifer and was kicked out. When the nicotine is found, I get it. He became Satan. Many other angels that Satan convinced to join him held top positions in heaven. Gabriel, this is a, this is another angel. Gabriel is not an archangel, but he's one of the top angels. Gabriel said that only Michael was with him and the and the truth of what God said. In other words, all the angels that Satan, with his wisdom and his manipulation and his trickery and his babooslement, who he deceived to follow him, he had to be very convincing for them to turn their back on God and follow him. He had to be very convincing. So this is Gabriel was stopped from a prayer that Daniel was praying. Gabriel only helped. There came not as many angels now, but Michael was the one that came and dealt with that. Okay. Gabriel said that, that only Michael was with him and the truth of what God said. I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that hold it with me in these things but Michael. In other words, Gabriel saying the only one that's standing down with me while I'm in this battle is Michael. Remember, it was a war in heaven, but Michael, and they got kicked out. Let, I'm get, not, let me not get ahead of myself. But Michael, you're a prince. You're found in Daniel 10 and 21. Please write these down, Daniel 10 and 21. Continuing, Michael is the prince of the angels for Israel. Let's read that again. Michael is the prince of the angels for Israel, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people Israel. So Michael is the prince over Israel. Now he's unhalt right now. He cannot do anything. I'm sure he's not pleased with what he sees now because most of Israel is anti-Christ. You know, they're not for Jesus. They're for the Torah, a lot of them, but they're anti-Christ. But I'm talking about the future Israel. Okay, find it in Daniel 12 and 10. God said he will cast Lucifer out from where God ruled in heaven. Quoting, 
I will cast thee as profane out of the mountains of God. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub. We just read that, Ezekiel 28 and 16. Jesus Christ, and this, this is a quote from Jesus Christ in the book of Luke. Jesus Christ said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now that's how Pharisee fell from heaven in a battle with Michael. That means Michael put put his foot in. He he put some grease in him. <laughs> he put some grease in him. That's how fast, uh, you know, uh, Satan was coming out of the heaven, the top heaven, into the heavenly places. Let's let let me keep reading. Satan was lifted up with pride. God said, "Thine heart was filled up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of the brightness, and I will cast thee to the ground." I'm just rereading what this quote is saying. I read it in a, in my Bible already. Ezekiel 28 and 17, and it can pay. Excuse me, and it can be inferred, or it can be told, or you can just come to this conclusion that Satan probably sinned shortly after being created okay that's a speculation probably so i don't know satan was a novice that corrupted his own thinking because of his pride he was an orator he was intelligent he was beautiful he was very smart okay a novice and he was young novice basically uh mean here that satan was new to you know when he was first created i think that's what she's saying satan was a novice that mean he was young he was new to this that corrupted his own thinking. That mean a novice mean, you know, in this term, let's put it this way. When we are novice, you you could just get saved and all of a sudden you just want to be a pastor. You want to open your own church. You want to do this and everything, but you're not really studied and you're not really down and out in the word of God. You never really prayed up and studied the Bible, whatever like that. But you want to be all this. You want to do all this. You want, you want to be the cake and the icing as well. And you just a novice. You just started. That's what she's saying. And this Satan was a novice, excuse me, that corrupted his own thinking because of his pride. His pride got in the way. Okay. Not a novice. Let's be lifted. Up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. This is God promised that he will destroy Lucifer. God promised, according to Ezekiel 28, 18, and 19. Let's read that. Ezekiel 28, 18, and 19. Let's let the scripture, King James Version itself, talk for itself. Okay. 18 says, all right. Uh, son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king. Uh-oh, I'm going, I don't know where that come from. Whoop. Okay, let's go to 18. I went to 29. Let's go to 28 and 18. All right. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities, all your sinning, by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, and it shall devour thee. Am I reading this right? Okay, well, man, let me see. Uh, I'm not reading the right scriptures. Let me let me slow down a little bit. Uh, okay, I forgot where I was. Ezekiel 28, 18 and 19. Okay, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth and the sight of all men that hold. Okay, I'm on the right track. Behold it thee, I will devour, or I will consume, devour me, I will consume thee. All they that know thee among the people shall be astonished and Thee thou shalt astonish at thee that thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. I'm going to do some study on that and let you understand that. But people going to be surprised how Satan looked. They're going to see him. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Okay, I'm going to fall. Son of man, set thy face against Zion and prophesy against it. Okay, I went a little bit too far, but this is all 
in Ezekiel 28, 18 and 19, the part of the fall of Satan. All right. <clears throat> Let's continue reading. All right, just a couple more minutes. God changed Lucifer's name to Satan. Okay, the name Satan means adversary or enemy. He has other names too, like the devil, the great dragon, the great dragon, or that old serpent. Revelation 12 and 9. I'm going to stop there. Now we're going to go back in Genesis 3, but remember, I stopped at the old serpent. A old serpent. I mean the serpent of the ages of days from the beginning. So Satan is the serpent. He used the serpent and he is the serpent. Okay. All right. Let's stop there because the time constraints all oh, this is getting good, but you know somewhat of the fall of Satan. Lucifer, how he became, how he fell, he was a cherubim, and we, how he's gonna get kicked out of the heavenly the heavens to the heavenly places, and how he was able to go on earth and spiritually deceive Eve because he was kicked into the third heavens. He's the god of the, he became the god of the prince of the power of the air when he stole the keys and deceived Eve and deceived Adam and took the keys from them. Okay, this is Joseph Brownlee of the Connecting the Dots. Ooh, caught myself. Connecting the Dots. This is another teaching on Connecting the Dots. The book of Genesis. The book of Genesis. The early chapters. I hope you're getting something out of this. There's so much more to go. God bless you all. I love you all. I went over my time. I didn't go over my time, but I went on the time that I expected, but I have to go right now. God bless you all. I love you all. Peace out with love. Remember, God is still on the throne, and Jesus is our Lord. Bye-bye. Peace out.